Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Teddy. When you think about murder. Yes. When you think about cold-blooded murder. Okay. When do you think it happens? Where, when and where do you think it happens? Think about the environment of a cold-blooded murder. In the dead of night. In the dead of winter. Because <laughs> it's in, cold. In a, in a, in a abandoned mansion. Oh. <laughs> with a typewriter. I don't know. <laughs> How about in broad daylight? Outside a school with lots of witnesses and CCTV. Oh, that's unusual. Hi, I'm Teddy. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to A Briefcase. Today we're covering the murder of Nikita Toma, a 21-year-old Indian student who was killed in broad daylight outside her university. Oh dear. Nikita Toma was born in 1999. So at the time of the murder, she would have been around 20 or 21, and she was from a loving middle-class family, and we know that she had at least one brother, Naveen Toma. We also know that she did have a number of family members in the Indian military and civil service because she was inspired by them and according to some sources, she also wanted to join the military. So her family was originally from Uttar Pradesh, which is also where the bandit queen Fulan Devi was from. So a state of strong, (laughs) strong, independent woman. Very nice. Yes. So, Nikita studied at Rawal International School in Nangla and later enrolled at Agarwal College. And forgive me if I'm pronouncing all this wrongly, but you know, it sounds best. about right. <laughs> it sounds about right, right? Please comment below if not. <laughs> <laughs> and not that this matters, but looking at her photos, she was very, very pretty. She was like objectively pretty. Mm. She had defined features. She had very long black hair, just very classically. If you look at her, you're like, oh, that's a very pretty girl. Okay. She was also very driven, very smart, and she was doing a bachelor's in commerce. And apparently, it's at one of these schools, and the sources do differ as to where that Nikita meets. Tausif when she's around 17. Now we do know that Nikita was studying commerce, but according to some sources, Tausif was studying physiotherapy. And another thing that we should know about him is that according to a couple of online newspapers that I read, like the print.in, is that he came from a prominent family. Right. So it was like a family of landlords, of politicians, people with ties to the Congress party. And his uncle is actually an influential politician called Javed Ahmed. And he actually previously contested at an election on the Bahujan Samaj party ticket, which from my interpretation means that he has some clout, right? You need some clout to be able to do that. Sounds right. I don't know much about Indian politics, but yeah, sounds about right. So now this is well, right? And we don't even know if they actually dated. 
But according to this article by the Hindu, the Indian newspaper, Nikita wasn't even into him. She was just like, oh, you're just this guy that goes to my school. Right. And it wasn't as if they were flirting or they went out for a little while and then broke up. And for some reason, my impression, which of course could be wrong, is that this guy went straight from, hi, I'm Tausif. Mm. And and just shot to will you marry me? Oh dear, it's like that Ted Mosby from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Episode, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but this is what he does, and I mean, not that this is what he does, but that's my impression of this is how it went. Right. And one thing we definitely do know is that she says no. Okay. And for some reason, I don't know why it's so hard, but he doesn't take the hint. Okay. Yeah. I guess he's a murderer, right? So they're probably extreme people. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so on 2nd August 2018, so this isn't like like a long time ago. This isn't like the 70s or the 80s where like, <laughs> I don't want to say where men had the audacity. Yes, he's 1999 and she was 21 years old. That's like a couple of years ago. Isn't it? Yeah, it's literally just a like couple of years, years ago. ago. Alright, so... On 2nd August 2018, she's outside of Argarwal College and she's about to go home and she's being safe. It's the middle of the day. It's, it's not late. She's not taking public transport, which like, I guess is a contentious subject in India, public transport. Right. And this is like, really like, you can do everything right. And if somebody wants to hurt you, they're just gonna hurt you, you know? Bad people are gonna be bad people. Mm. And so while uh, she's trying to hop onto her auto rickshaw, which I guess is something like a cab. Yeah, it's like a trishaw, you know, like, the, not trishaw, you know that those things in Thailand? What they oh, call? like tuk-tuks. Tuk-tuks, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. so she's trying to hop onto like a private hire vehicle, right? Right. And then she gets kidnapped by Tao Sif. Oh. Yeah, so he just kidnaps. So what did the driver just, do? I guess he didn't do shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so she managed she manages to somehow contact her friend Abhishek or maybe like Abhishek saw her getting kidnapped or something it's not clear she managed right. to somehow contact Abhishek who calls her dad who calls the police and the Balarga City Police Station I think I'm not pronouncing it that right right okay and it's theorized and it's reported that the reason that he kidnapped her was to make sure that she would be unmarriageable because she was kidnapped overnight. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure, but like, I'm inferring that, okay, I guess since you've spent three nights alone with a boy who is not your family, you're like not a virgin and therefore... But it's like 2020... Yeah, what, exactly, what right? <laughs> and I don't think that is a very conservative area where she's from, but, right. but this is the theory as to why he purposely kidnapped her for like three days. It's like, you know, in some places where they still make you marry your rapist. Uh, do they still do that? Who does in, it? In some places, oh, I think. really? Okay. Yeah. And speculating, okay. Again, this is 2018. So if he did that, why would he be okay with everybody thinking that he is a rapist? Yeah. Yeah, right? Isn't but that so, messed but, up? So, but his plan, I guess you didn't know, but... Sounds like his plan is for people to find out that he kidnapped her. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stupid plan. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we do know that she ended up being released. And according to the articles I could find, his family, Tausi's family, who we know have, has some political clout, they put pressure on her family so that they wouldn't press charges. And the thing is that like with like kidnapping, rape, even when it's like so so blatant, right? right. There's always a lot of um, character... I don't know, what did they do when they go after... They always go after the girl's character. Mm, assassination, character Yeah, character assassination. Wait, so just to confirm, she, so she, she got kidnapped, the police found out, 
and yeah. the family was negotiating about charges. But the police like go and free her yet, or she's still again with a lot of research in this case. I don't know why, but they are very vague about the details. Hmm. I think it's also very sensitive because we do the know that she's aspect. yeah. There's a po- there's a political aspect to this case. Okay. So her dad was also similar. He had the similar mindset where he was like, okay, I don't want my daughter to go from court to court to have her life, her character picked apart. And we do know that Tao Sif's family, they have the money and the means to just push this, to drag this as long as possible, to make life very miserable. Okay. And they wouldn't have had the money to... Boss is here! Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com to get good lawyers to contest this either. Right. Yeah. And so they didn't really charge him and they were like, okay, we'll, we'll accept your apology if you leave our daughter alone because this is... And again, this is crazy. This is 2018, not 1980. And can you imagine being kidnapped for three days? Everybody knows who the kidnapper is. Nothing happens to him. Mm. He doesn't go to jail. He isn't fine. You have to accept a, a shitty little apology. Well, India is very corrupt. So <laughs> I think they might not be that surprised if you have... So life goes on as far as it can after an alleged kidnapping and for the first year after, every time she went out, her mom and her her brother would be with her her mom or her brother. Yeah, which I completely understand and she just went black. She went off social media. Right, but she's, you know, if she's still um, going to the school. Yeah, she's still going to the school. Was also still going to the school? Uh, we don't know if he was going to the same school. Okay. Yeah, but she avoids him as far as she can. But Tausif, he doesn't let this go. But, you know, according to his mother, and the thing is you cannot blame people's mothers because people's mothers always want to believe the best of their kids. Right. His mother was like, oh, he was a brilliant, bright, kind, gentle, loving boy. Sure. And he got admitted into an MBBS course in Bengaluru. Which is great because Bangalore, that, yeah. yeah, because it's like a doctor, right? He gets to be a doctor. Right. And that's not an opportunity that comes easy. Well, again, India is very Whoa. corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much it might cost. Okay, but instead of going to pursue this great opportunity to further his education, he stays. And I suspect part of it is because of Nikita. Okay. And at the same time, Tausif is making plans because he has connections. So he also connects with one, Mohammad Azruddin, which according to the Hindustan Times is an aide of his other uncle. So he has more than one uncle. Okay. Everybody has more than one uncle. Right. Okay, I'm so sorry if you have one uncle. But yeah, like... lots of people have one uncle. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, so one is this like super notable politician. And another one was in jail for abducting a police inspector. Right. <laughs> so you have one, one politician uncle and one like policeman kidnapper uncle, which is I guess where he gets his kidnapping ideas from, maybe. Right. Yeah, so this other uncle, the jail one, not the politician one, he, he meets his aide, right? They, they get together and he buys a gun from this guy for 7,000 Indian rupees. 7,000 rupees, what? 
Uh, I can't remember the conversion. 120 Singapore dollars, which seems oh, very cheap, cheap yeah. for a gun, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Not like we know the price of guns yeah. here in Singapore. <laughs> also, having a gun is illegal. This was an illegal gun. This wasn't like a licensed hunting gun or any shit like that. Yeah, there's gun control laws in India, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Alright, you need to have like a damn good reason for yeah. it. So, you're like, why would he suddenly think about Nikita after two years, right? And again, in the same article by the Hindustan Times, he allegedly borrowed his brother's phone and saw messages with his brother and another woman called Nikita. Okay. So maybe, but this wasn't Nikita Toma, this was another Nikita. Right. And maybe in his head, again, this is all speculation, maybe in his head he was like, why would you date my brother but not me, even oh. after I put in the effort to kidnap you for three days? Very circumstantial. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Alright, and this is one of the theories. This is just completely theoretical. And the other one is that he never really let it go. And I don't know if he was reckless or didn't care that he was going to get caught. And so around this time, according to Nikita's dad, Taosif, he, pro- he proposes again. Okay. Right? And Nikita is like, uh, no. Yeah, but on 26 October 2020, Nikita, um, she has a regular day. She's dropped off at school by her brother for an exam. Mm. And then after the exam, she was standing outside the school with two of her friends. And this is how shameless they were. I mean, one of the guys, he tries to hide. He has like a little white cloth on his face. Right. And if I'm not wrong, this should be Taosif. And it was 3 in the afternoon, like complete daylight. Mm. And they have been to this school, so they know very well that there's CCTV. This isn't an unprotected area. This isn't like a back alley or anything like that. They drive up in a white Hyundai Elite 910. Right. And they try to force Nikita into the car. Okay. And she fight back. Right. As she should. And they know they're not going to get her because she's already stirring up a commotion. Okay. And so he literally shoots her in the face. Oh, with the $120 gun? Yeah, and this isn't some great mystery. This is literally daylight murder. There's witnesses, there's CCTV footage. I really don't know what he expected. Yeah, kind of stupid. Yeah. So he hops into the car that he was trying to kidnap her in and they drive off. But Nikita, she doesn't die immediately. So some of the other students, they try to help and they pick her up and they put her in something called a two-wheeler, which I'm not sure what this is referring to, but I think it's like a scooter or a bike. Okay. And they send her to Manafta Hospital. Right. And her family is notified, but by the time they reach the hospital, it's too late. Oh, dear. And Nikita, she she passed and her body was sent to Batsha Khan Hospital for a post-mortem. Mm. And her family, they were devastated. They were so heartbroken. They yeah, couldn't even go back to like her bedroom. I think her family's still like hurting now. It's it's so recent. It's literally like just a couple of years past. Mm. Yeah. So what happened to the dude? The stupid dude. Alright, so Nikita's brother, he files something called a first information report immediately. And it's so frustrating to read because it's like, hello, this guy who kidnapped Nikita in 2018, he came back and killed her. Right. Yeah, and honestly, with the kidnapping, he should have already been on the police radar. Yeah, but I guess not. And the police, they arrest him on the same day. They arrest Taosif on the same day. Yeah, so now about 11 days later, because apparently you have to go through all the admin stuff, right? Taosif and Rayman, they're charged with criminal conspiracy, murder, abduction, and for illegally possessing guns. Yeah, and remember the, the shady uncle or the eight of the shady uncle? They got them the gun. Yeah, yeah. He also got arrested. Okay. Alright, so now at first, he's like, oh yeah, I did it. Which seems 
like the more obvious thing to do given the witnesses and the CCTV and everything, right? Yep. But after that, he was like, no, no, I didn't do that. I wasn't even there, no. <laughs> okay. Solid defense. <laughs> Does <bro>. that ever <laughs> work? <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what's interesting that in Faridabad, there's something called a district and sessions court. Okay. And this specific court is designed to fast track crimes against women. Which I don't know how to feel about because, okay, so this is interesting. This is progressive. This is a, a step to address crimes against women in India. But mm. also, isn't it a bit scary that a court needed to fast track crimes against women is necessary? Oh, but it is necessary. <laughs> At least you know that you can't just like let the case drag on and like have the perpetrator live their normal life. Yeah. Yeah. So now, remember, we have witnesses, we have CCTV, mm-hmm. and the police now also have forensic evidence from the murder car. Right, yeah. But the defense counsel, they're like, oh no, the gun that the police retrieved, it doesn't have fingerprints. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I don't know law, okay? I, I am not a lawyer, but I a bit like don't think that that's a very good defense. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of how it works. It should should be the same. The burden of proof would be on the prosecution, uh, which means that they have to convince either the judge or jury uh, that the other side did it beyond a certain standard. And they can do that however they want. So they should show the CCTV footage, show all the stuff in the car, all that stuff. And then the fact that there's no fingerprints doesn't detract from any of that stuff. (laughs) So the defense has to go (laughs) and then address each of these things. And show why it's not proof that the client did, or there's some yeah. doubt, which doesn't sound like they did. <laughs> so yeah, it's no. Not, not a very good defense. For such. Imagine first you have a family that literally can suppress a charge for kidnapping, and then suddenly you get, a, you get this kind of lawyer. It's a bit like. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't sound like any lawyer could have done very much for him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, other than taking like a plea deal, which mm. it's not necessarily offered in every case. I don't think they could have done really a lot for him. So much evidence against him and it's a murder case, which is a more sensitive case. Oh, well. I guess the court didn't believe him either. (laughs) Because on 24th March 2021, him and his accomplice, they were found guilty of murder and criminal conspiracy to murder. Right. Illegal possession of arms. And I think it, it took them like two days to figure out the charges because on 26th March 2021... They were sentenced to life imprisonment, a fine of about two hundred and fifty US dollars for the murder each. Life imprisonment is there no? There's no capital punishment in India. Is there? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But hmm. for this particular case, they did life imprisonment. I think they used to be because I remember covering a couple of other cases where it was. Right. Yeah, but that was those were like much older cases. So they had another five years on top of their life imprisonment and a fine of $25 USD or so for conspiracy and abduction. Is it 25 USD? Yeah, I don't know why the fines are so low. It's like $25? Yeah, $25. For kidnapping? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and only like five years, which I feel is like a bit too low. Singapore is like life, right? I think kidnapping is... Oh, I have to check. Let me just check now, actually. Yeah, so in Singapore, this is what I thought. In Singapore, kidnapping is actually punishable by death. Ah. Yeah, it's one of the capital offences. Yeah, it makes sense given that Singapore used to have a kidnapping problem with the Mm. gangs and everything. Yeah. Yes. That's a very big difference. Yeah. 
versus five years and $25, fine. <laughs> Alright, and then to stack on top of everything else, right? Tao Sip specifically, he also had another five years and a $63 fine for the gun. So the fine for the gun was actually more than the fine for the kidnapping, that's for certain. <laughs> the fine for the gun is less than the cost of the gun. The fine for but the gun is less than the cost for the <laughs> so gun. <weird. sighs> okay, so like the 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 total punishment was like a life sentence and then 10 years, which right. were allowed to be served concurrently, but like I guess it doesn't matter because you already have sentence, that life so, sentence. Yeah. yeah, but imagine if it wasn't a life sentence and it was allowed to be served concurrently. I guess. Ugh. Alright, and in total, they were fined about $338, which genuinely does not feel enough. Like, I don't know, I feel like I want them to hurt. Am I a very vindictive person? I no, feel like. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, I don't like to be political. Not really, not on this podcast, especially. Especially when it's a, it's a country and a culture that, that we are not familiar with, that we are woefully uneducated about. Mm-hmm. Alright, but Nikita's family, and we want to be as respectful to the family as much as we can. Nikita's family, as well as another organization called Karni Sena, they claim that Nikita's death was a result of a planned program to force religious conversions from Muslim men to Hindu women because Nikita was Hindu and Tausif was Muslim. Yeah, and according to this source called the Daily News and Analysis, Nikita's dad, he actually did say that he believed that a law-banning love jihad, so this is called love jihad, would have protected his daughter. But I also want to make this completely clear that according to Wikipedia again, alright, so this this particular case, it was reported on very widely, but everything was very vague, everything was was differing. Mm. According to Wikipedia, love jihad is an Islamophobic conspiracy theory, so conspiracy theory, okay, that was created in 2009 as part of a propaganda campaign. Right. Yeah. But also just covering these cases, right? Over God knows how many episodes, we cannot rule out that honestly, it could have just been a psycho stalker obsessive. Yeah. Which happens everywhere in the world. It it doesn't need to be political, but it could be. But the thing that they are tying it to is a conspiracy. I see. But the outcome is that this actually, this particular case instigated very violent protests Mm. with... People calling for Muslim genocide in India. Oh dear. Right? And encouraging violence against Muslims. And that is never okay. Any sort of genocide, any sort of violence, that is never, mm. ever okay. Alright, that's crazy extremist behavior. Yeah. Alright. And again, there are also some people, like the chair of the National Commission for Women in India, who said that, honestly, we believe that this is an issue of stalking more than anything. And yep. I don't think I disagree. And he was like, we need a law so that stalkers can't do this kind of thing. Thanks for being on the show, Ruben. Thanks, Daddy. We're back from vacation. Yeah. And we had a generally good time except for some plane hiccups. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good trip. Right? But okay, right now I am like not a fan of Air Portugal and maybe one day I'll actually make a full episode about yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like we had another episode where we had the same thing about Air Canada. Air Canada, <laughs> so yeah. It just yeah. seems to be a us problem. <laughs> no, no. Okay, yeah. One day I'll have a full episode about Air Portugal, so maybe next year. All the airlines except for Singapore Airlines. Air Portugal was fine recently, something like million or, or oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not just me, it's Air Portugal. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, we also had a really long delay with Ryan F at Barcelona Airport. Oh yeah, but that yeah. wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. We had a snack. Yeah. And then um, oh, Ryan F took out their bottom, their bottom. <laughs> they took out pocket. the seat pocket so that yeah. they don't have to clean it <laughs> between flights, which is yeah. no, no. They even printed the. I I think this has been on for a while, but they printed the safety instructions on the back of the seat so that they don't have to like lose or clean or yeah, print no, anything. Yeah, there's no uh, what's it called booklet anymore. Yeah, yeah, and. Right now it's crazy because you have to like pay for literally every add-on. If you want to put luggage in the cabin, you have to pay for it. If not, you have to put it at your feet. Yeah. Yeah. But it was okay. It was cheap. Yep. Very cheap. Yes. I was also thinking of trying to get more stuff pre-scheduled because Christmas is always pretty busy for us. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let us know if you want to see our Christmas plans. But you know, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'll post to Instagram. Alright, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, give the show a 5-star rating on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen. It really helps the show. Mm-hmm. You can drop me a DM or tag me on Instagram at a briefcase podcast. You can also find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com. And do join us next week for... Another Briefcase. 